Good morning. I hope I'm uh, speaking loud enough. It's a delight to uh, be here this morning and have the opportunity to uh, see and experience some of uh, St. Andrew's and the ministry of Father Foos. And it is a, a ministry indeed. Let's begin with a moment of prayer. O Lord God Almighty, help us to know you, your word, and how to live it effectively, both personally and publicly. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning I want to focus on uh, what I believe to be one of the most neglected topics in Lent, and I might suggest to you as well probably one of the most neglected topics in life. And the topic is found in our collect. For those of you who are aspirants, if you are uh, going to be preaching and preaching quite a lot. If you're wondering what to say when it comes to preparing a sermon, the collect gives you the key to what to preach because the collect collects all of the texts for the day and then presents them in a coherent, in a cohesive prayer. So the collect is the key, and I'm beginning with the key this morning. And the collect tells us this, and I'm rewording it slightly, but I think it's important. Give us the grace of abstinence, O Lord. Give us the grace of abstinence. I don't know about you, but if I think about abstinence, saying no to myself, I don't often think of gift and grace. More often than not, I think of aggravation. Uh, If I miss my morning cup of java, and Father Brian now knows, two cups between 5 and 5.30 in the morning. That's what I do. And if I don't have the gift and the grace of my coffee first thing in the morning, I don't see it as a gift or a grace at all. It is nothing but aggravation. Well, this is the season of Lent. And we are called to abstain from certain things. And it may feel at times like an aggravation. But the intention of God, as we also see in the collect in each of our texts for this morning, it is really a gift and a grace. And so I want to briefly unpack three broad ideas connected to the gift and the grace of abstinence. First of all, abstinence is for growth. In our text from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul says and urges that we receive not the grace of God in vain. What does it mean to receive the gift, the grace of God in vain? Well, if we are rightly related to Jesus Christ through repentance, through faith, through baptism, 
through seeking to live Eucharistically in our lives, if we're rightly related to God, we have received an abundance of gifts and abundance of graces, but God doesn't just pour out gifts and graces. God intends us to grow. So to receive the gift and grace of God in vain means that God has gifted us and graced us and done it in abundance, but it has not achieved the purpose to which he intended it. That is what God wants. Scripture tells us in the book of Hebrews about the sin that so easily besets us. And every one of us, I believe, has a besetting sin. Now, if you don't know what a besetting sin is, a besetting sin is a sin or a shortcoming or a problem in our lives, and we keep on tripping over it. Secular people call it addiction. We call it a besetting sin. And using the words of T.S. Eliot, we may have wept and fasted. We may have wept and prayed, but it seems that the sin doesn't budge. It just sticks and stays, and we can't get rid of it. We don't know what to do. We're at times almost in desperation. The gift and the grace of God for abstinence creates that space whereby we can say no to the sin and say yes to God. God has given us the gift of grace for abstinence to say no so that we can grow in God. Again, when we look to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, our reading for this morning, this abstinence is so that we can say now is the acceptable time. Wherever that now is in your life, whatever that problem may be in your life, whatever that struggle may be, something personal, something experiential, whatever it may be, what God does through the gift and grace of abstinence is empower us to say, now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. And I believe that, that God has that for every single one of us, every single day, so that we can live lives not as victims, but as victors in Jesus Christ, in and through and by him. So first of all, abstinence is for growth. Secondly, we find in our text that abstinence is for goals, for the accomplishing of goals. Why did Jesus enter the wilderness? And in fact, in many ways, why do we experience times of wilderness in our own lives? In order to understand it within the context of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we need to turn back the pages of Scripture to the beginning of the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 4, where we hear that Jesus radically identified with us and our sin. When we look at the story of the Annunciation, what are we told? You shall name his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from his, our sins. Jesus, in his baptism, 
radically identified with our sin. He was sinless. He thought nothing wrong. He said nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. He was perfectly perfect. And yet, the Bible tells us, he learned obedience from the things that he suffered. Jesus radically identified with our sin. Now, when we read our text for this morning, what we find is Jesus was variously, according to the Gospel of Matthew, led into the wilderness. And according to Mark, he was driven into the wilderness. How do you reconcile the fact that you are led and you are driven? Just like we turned back the text to the baptism where the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus... And Jesus is then led in one text and driven into the wilderness in the other text. We find that it has everything to do with sin. Jesus radically identified with our sin. Jesus is led and driven into the wilderness in regards to our sin. What do we find? When we look at the Old Testament, what happened? Redemption was worked in at least two ways. We think often about sacrifice. A lamb, a perfect lamb was sacrificed, the blood was shed for our sin. There was another way by which we received redemption as well in the Old Testament. What the priest would do would take a spotless lamb of God, lead that lamb to the wilderness, lay his hands on the lamb, impose the sins of the people on the lamb, and then drive the lamb into the wilderness whereby it would die. Jesus is the spotless lamb of God, led by God to go into the wilderness bearing our sins, but not just bearing our sins. It's a foreshadowing of Golgotha. He goes into the wilderness bearing our sins confronts Satan, overcomes him through the Holy Spirit, and emerges from the wilderness victorious. Jesus, like that lamb, was led, was driven into the wilderness to take upon himself our sins as a foreshadowing of what would happen on the cross, where he would die for our sins where he would be raised for our justification. Jesus calls us to be saved from sin, from self, from Satan, and from a society whose priorities are entirely different than our own. More often than not, churches and church people are shaped by the ideas and the ideals of the world, of the flesh, and of the devil. Jesus calls us to victory. And as I mentioned, God has goals in giving us his graces. We abstain from things in order to overcome things. Jesus abstained from food. Jesus abstained from fellowship. Jesus abstained from a great many things in the wilderness in order to overcome And to show us the way of victory. Well, we have things from which we abstain as well. 
for the purpose of learning obedience. We find this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Obedience, blamelessness, gain approval, learn patience. We say no in order to say yes. We put aside, we put off the old person in order in and through and by Jesus Christ to put on the new person. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So abstinence, saying no, isn't just arbitrary. We don't just abstain for the purpose of abstaining because it's Lent. Now, there's nothing wrong with giving up candy or coffee or desserts or a great many other things. If you're a great spiritual athlete, as I know Father Brian is, um, you might give up bourbon and cigars for Lent. Whatever it may be, it's not arbitrary. There is a very specific reason, and often in Lent and in life, God is trying to address a specific idea with us. One monk, in order to address his problem with talking too much, put a stone on his tongue. And for three years, he carried that stone in his mouth because he talked too much. Well, that's just one example of applying a specific pressure, so to speak, on an area of our life that needs to be addressed, and now is the time to address it. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of freedom. We say no in order to say yes, because God is the great amen who always has the gift of saying yes and amen and blessing upon us and for us. Finally, abstinence is for the ghost, the Holy Ghost. It's a gift for uh, grace. It is a gift for growth. It's a gift for goals, and it's a gift of the Holy Ghost. Note both the epistle and the gospel. In the gospel, the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus, and then he is led into the wilderness. In our epistle, what we find is that everything is accomplished, quote, by the Holy Ghost. We cannot live the Christian life on our own. The only way we are spiritual in the proper sense of the word is to have the Spirit within us, to have the Holy Spirit upon us, to have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding and governing our lives. One of the gifts I personally have in living where I live in the Sierra Nevada foothills is I can turn on my tap at almost any season of the year, and I get a tall glass of cold, crisp, clean water. And I have often said, as I put that glass to my mouth, thank you, Jesus, because it is such a blessing to receive that cool refreshment. Now, what would happen if I just kept on filling the glass? What would happen is there would be spillage and there would be waste. And often we live our lives as full glasses 
but full of those things that really are not helpful, are not beneficial, are not useful, that do not incline us to spiritual health. And so what Lent is about, and what, in fact, all of Christian living is about, is the emptying of the glass of our life from those things that are not just sin, not just shortcomings, but a great many things that are just not necessary. And the good news is this. The more empty and clean the glass is, the more full God can fill it. God wants to fill the empty, clean glass of our lives with the Holy Spirit. He empties us, and we cooperate with him as we find in the collect. We cooperate with God so that the glass can be emptied of the unnecessary to be filled with that which is most necessary, with God in Christ by the Holy Spirit. What a wonderful gift it is. What a wonderful grace it is to have the possibility of abstinence in our lives. Not arbitrary abstinence, but God's chosen fast. God's chosen abstinence. Because he doesn't want to just absent our life. He wants to fill it with all that he is to provide for us the flourishing Christian life. Amen.